This is the Read Your Bible Podcast, the daily podcast designed to help you understand and apply the scriptures. Nothing will grow your relationship with Jesus Christ more than studying the Bible for yourself. I'm your host, Drew Tankersley, and for the next few moments, I want to invite you to join me as we dive into God's Word together. We'll ask God to help us see what He wants us to see so that we can be who He wants us to be. About halfway down my driveway in my front yard is a small pile of rocks stacked up next to a tree. If you were coming to my house, you'd drive right by them and never even notice that they were there. But their significance could not mean more to me and to our family. If you were to ask my kids what these stones mean, they would tell you that they represent God's faithfulness to us. You see, several years ago, we found ourselves out of the ministry. We were broke. We were discouraged. We were a little bit confused. We knew that God had called us. We just weren't sure what our next steps should be. And so we took a Sunday morning together as a family, and we reminded ourselves of God's calling on our lives and committed ourselves again to following his directives for us, whatever that meant. We wrote some verses and some references on these rocks with a Sharpie, and we stacked them together as a memorial for our family. And every time I drive by those rocks, I'm reminded of God's faithfulness in my life. And this is precisely what God has Joshua do as the Israelites enter into the land of promise. And on today's podcast, we'll talk about this memorial and just what these stones mean for their generation and for ours. Look with me, if you would, please, in verses 20 through 24 of Joshua chapter 4 today. Then Joshua set up in Gilgal the twelve stones that they had taken from the Jordan. And he, sat to the, and he said to the Israelites, In the future, when your children ask their fathers, What is the meaning of these stones? You should tell your children, Israel crossed the Jordan on dry ground, for the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan before you until you had crossed over, just as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up before us until we had crossed over. This is so that all the peoples of the earth may know that the Lord's hand is mighty, and so that you may always fear the Lord your God. When we left Joshua and the children of Israel in Joshua chapter 3, they were walking through the Jordan River. We learned yesterday that this miracle was really about God powerfully authenticating Joshua's leadership by doing for him the very thing that he did to establish Moses' leadership. You see, Joshua was untested, and God's being with him was untested up until this point. And yet through this miracle, God shows to all the people that Joshua is the undisputed leader that is capable of the obedience necessary to accomplish God's divine directives for this nation. Now, the first thing that I notice here is that the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant have to enter the Jordan first. Now, these are God's leaders, the one who, by faith, must enter before the people. And it's a powerful symbol that God goes before them. You see, the Ark of the Covenant symbolized the presence of God. So literally, they saw this as God going before them into the land, God entering the river before them. And when their feet hit the water, the surging wake stopped so that the people could cross on dry ground. As the priests lead the people into the waters, God instructs the priests to stop in the middle of the raging river, 
piled up high on one side. This is to show that he is the one who stands before them and commands the waters to part. His unseen hand is holding the surge so that the people can pass through on dry ground. This miraculous sign is an indelible symbol that God's power and his purposes are not merely divested in one generation. God is not fickle, and he doesn't change his mind about his intentions. He's the same through every generation of Christians who have the faith to believe his promises and to obey his word. All of this looks eerily similar to Moses and the children of Israel passing through the Red Sea. And God designed it that way to show them this is not just about that generation. It's about my purposes in every generation. Now, this is precisely why God has Joshua select 12 men, each to get a stone, one for every tribe of Israel, to set it on their shoulder, to lead it through, to take it through the river, and to set it as a memorial on the banks of that river on the other side. He does this as a reminder to the next generation of his devotion to them. When these people's children ask, what do these stones mean? The people were to tell them of the faithfulness of a God who led their grandparents out of slavery through the waters and led their parents into freedom through the waters. He was the same faithful, powerful, omnipotent God to them that he was to their parents. And he would be the same reliable, powerful, all-powerful God to them in their generation. He would save all those who would believe in him by faith and those who obey his word. These memorials are found all the way through the Old Testament. They were a physical reminder, a testimony of God's faithfulness to a generation. A testimony that, as the text says, all the earth may know that the Lord's hand is mighty, so that you may always fear the Lord your God. This memorial was to be exhibit A in reasons for the next generation to fear the Lord God, whose hand is mighty to deliver and to save. He is a God worthy of praise from every age because his faithfulness does not extend just to one generation. Our experience of the faithfulness of God means that we are a link in the chain of generation after generation of God's goodness and his commitment to his people. And we, like they, have a responsibility to teach the next generation to fear and obey the Lord their God who is mighty to deliver and to go before them and fight their battles. Now consider this in light of their unfaithfulness to God in the previous generation. Their parents were unfaithful to him, yet he was still faithful to them and to their children. And when the Lord goes before us, his hand is mighty, and we don't have to fear the enemy ahead. We just have to fear the Lord our God. He is who we have to fear. And if we fear him, we don't have to fear them. We must obey him and love him and keep our eyes on him, not on our enemy. And he will be mighty to save us when our feet hit our Jordan waters as well. As we celebrate the victories of a God who fights our battles for us, who enters the waters before us, and who leads us into them, we have to remember to pass these victories on to our children. They need to see a God who blesses obedience. And we have to show them the victories that God has won for us. But we also need to remind them of the consequences of our disobedience. 
Because if we raise a generation of children who know neither the victories of our God or the failures of our disobedience, they will never learn to trust him for themselves. And if, on the other hand, we never show them the failures of our lives that result because of our inability to trust him, then we doom them to the same collapse. History is about learning from victory and defeat. And if we never memorialize that history, we condemn them to the same failure that we experienced. We never share with them the true secret to victory, a secret, a secret made abundantly clear through the first four chapters of Joshua. You see, chapter one began with the importance of meditating on God's word. So we learn to obey his statutes. And when we do this, we will find success. This is precisely what Joshua does in chapter three. And chapter four shows us the importance of memorializing such victories in the lives of our children. So what victories have you experienced through obeying God's word? Have you found ways to memorialize that with your children? What do these stones mean in your life? Jesus, help us to keep our eyes on you. Help us to fear you and obey you and trust you and not focus on the enemies around us. Help us to remember to pass down to our kids how faithful and how good you are. And may they see the memorials to your faithfulness in our lives. And may you go ahead of them and fight their battles as well as they trust and obey and fear you. In your name, amen. Thanks so much for joining us today for the Read Your Bible podcast. For the show notes to today's episode, please visit readyourbible.info. While you're there, you can listen to past episodes as well as access a host of additional resources designed to help you grow in your faith. It's all there for you at readyourbible.info. That's readyourbible.info. For more information about South Seminole Baptist Church, just go to southseminole.com. Have a great weekend. Join us on Monday as together we help you learn to read your Bible.